to pay. Says the million dollar man. All right, guys, welcome to another edition of Texans Bets, coming off of a uh, abysmal week. Uh, <laughs> week one, probably some interesting conversations need to be had regarding uh, our thought process behind uh, some of the bets that were placed last week. Um, I did, I guess before we get into that, I did a thing where I signed up for my bookie so I could do this weekly with the bets so we can track either how much money we've lost or how much money we've won. Yeah, yeah so right. well, I'm going to tra- place... track it one way or the other. You, yeah. you get in the right week because you missed that week one. I got <laughs> lucky. Maybe I knew, but... Um, buy, buy low, sell high. <laughs> yeah, sell, sell high. Um, but, all right, so I guess let's 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 kind of recap last week. Sure. So, go ahead. So, you know, I was hoping we wouldn't have to have kind of this little chat after just one week of betting. But, you know, the, in the world of betting... Um, a couple things. This is my philosophy. And, you know, if, if anybody's kind of a season better and you already had, had kind of gone through these lumps and figured it all out, you know, apologies. But for the, the new to betting folks, you know, when you make a bet, um, the minute you place the bet, and that's, that's where really, for me at least, the excitement comes, looking for the bets, placing the bet. But then everything is out of your hands, right? I mean, you're watching the game. You're kind of this passive spectator. And it definitely makes this, you know, if you're doing like, you know, half totals or quarter totals or individual player props during a game, it certainly makes the game more interesting. But I find that the best approach to gambling is once you've made the bet, as you're watching the game, just have fun with it. And the bet is looking like it's going to lose, um, you know, just move on to next week. I mean, there's always a next game. There's always a today, a tomorrow. Betters have to have a very short memory or else we, you know, for the, I, I, I talked to a lot of people and they're like, well, you know, I'm just, I don't like betting. I don't even like putting a quarter into the slot machine. If, if you're that kind of personality, you know, God love you. Just don't bet. You're probably not listening. Yeah, that's right. You're probably not listening. <laughs> um, but if you're willing to bet, um, and every listen, everybody bet within their means. So just blanket d- disclosure there. But if you're willing to bet and you're better, you know, the you, you can't just, you, you can't agonize over a bet. And everybody's got to have bad beats. This wasn't actually a bad beat at all. No. You know, the Texans were not in the driver's seat for the vast majority of the game. You kind of saw the tea leaves right away, or at least after the first quarter. Um, but my, my, my largest point here is that, you know, as, as betters, it's okay to look in, in the past to understand and analyze what happened so that you can inform your betting, you know, moving forward, but never dwell on the bets. Just try to try to make it up in the air as you, as you go through the season. It's very much like a quarterback when they throw an interception, you got to have a short memory. You, you right? got to just go to the sideline, not think about it, move on yep. and then move on to the next series. Or like those heat check three point shooters, right. right? You know, the the minute that they thought about that last rim out, you know, they're not going to take the shot. They got to have short memories. You can't be like James Harden and just keep chucking them. Yeah. You have to yeah, you, yeah. you got to know when to stop. Yeah. There's uh, a the, real quick funny story is that they, I have a I have a friend who works in and around the the Cavaliers and like he, it's it's a well-known fact at least according to him that Kyle Korver is like pretty much a dunce. Like he's just he's not bright. He looks like it. Yeah. <laughs> No, I don't want to say anything. The Jared Goff of the d- NBA. D- dis- disparage him, but you know, I I think that probably serves him pretty well if he's like you know g- you know Kyle Korver have ball, Kyle Korver shoot ball. I, I think that that's the same kind of philosophy we have to have with betting. You know, we lose a bet, but we're better. So what do we do next morning? We, we bet again. Yeah, I mean that's all you can do. Uh, all right, so I guess start to get into some of the the fumbles 
Yeah. So not everything was terrible. Um, you know, so we, we recommended a couple of things. Um, we recommended Houston plus nine. So remember that is Houston to either win outright or lose by as many as eight. If Houston had been in the not, you know, minus nine slot, which would have made them the favorite, that would have meant that they would have to win by 10 or more. So again, just, uh, you know, to catch people up if you're kind of new to gambling, we had Houston plus nine with the total uh, points scored in the game for, uh, under 54 and a half. Um, so just an interesting thing there. I mean, Houston lost by 14 points. One of the funny things about gambling is, is that there was an actual real opportunity for a cover at the end, meaning that they were down by 14, the Texans had the ball, and if they, you know, if they had thrown a Hail Mary or had a big breakaway run or whatever, um, it would, they, the game would have wound up that the Texans would have lost by seven. Anybody who's a fan of the Texans wouldn't have actually cared really about that because it wouldn't have made any difference in the way they, how they played the game. But for us betters, that would have actually covered the spread. So that would have been, you know, a seven point differential in either plus nine or plus ten and a half where the where the line was originally would have hit. That in the world of betting, that's called a backdoor cover, um, meaning that it happens at the last second and usually it's meaningless in terms of the outcome of the game, but at the last second one of the teams covers the spread. Um, it's it you know it's it's interesting because you know this is why I mentioned last week that watching sports with a better isn't always that fun because you could have been rooting for that, that dumb last meaningless touchdown and that would have made your day. But as a, you know, a fan, you would have been, you know, that really wouldn't have changed how you viewed the outcome of the game. Okay. Yep. Uh, all right. So let's talk about something. Some, so I guess let's just, can, can, before you go on, can I, can I talk about the under for one second? Yes. Cause I also have a funny story there. So okay. uh, remember under 54 and a half, um, the total combined score was Which 54, we right? Uh, the, if you got it at 54 and a half, the under hit. So the, the total score was 34 to 20, 54 points. So that was under 54 and a half. What's funny is I have a buddy who texted me right after the game and was like, he's like, sorry, man. You know, I, I, I know I heard your under advice, but I went over, you know, everybody was thinking over and so glad I did because the over hit. And I was like, wait a minute, what's going on? And so I probed a little bit further. He got the over at 53 and a half. So he, he got the over 53 and a half, 54 points, which is what it was, scored to hit his over. Um, but at 54 and a half, um, my, my under hit. Now, you know, it's a little funny story about me and my friend. The, uh, there's, a, there's a bigger kind of point, though, to make here, which is that Vegas is really good at their jobs. Yes. Right? I mean, they were, they were all over that 54 uh, point, point uh, kind of actual, yes. actual result. Um, you know, 53 and a half, 54 and a half. But I mean, geez, this is another kind of instance where if you're really going to try to outsmart Las Vegas, then this isn't where you want to be. If you want to get an edge occasionally and win 55% of your bets, you know, that's, that's where you should be thinking as an amateur better. So, you know, again, we had some, you know, a poor result last week, but there, there's next week. So, you know, do, do you have any, any thoughts or questions about those two things? I mean, what, what's your summary? If people don't listen to your other podcast, what's your summary of the Houston game from your perspective? Yeah, I think, um, so there's lots of, there's positives. You know, the, the bet that we thought was far-fetched of David Johnson potentially being a rushing leader, um, still far-fetched, but not ruled it looked, out, right? it's not ruled out now. Yeah. It looks as if there's, there's a chance that, you know, maybe. Maybe he's, you know, yeah. top five, whatever it would be. Yeah. He looked good running, and yeah. he only had 16 carries. Yep. So um, that and, um, you know, I think we saw, I watched all the games yesterday. I mean, the teams that had new players and new offenses – looked awful. Yeah, they they did just worse. didn't look good. It looked like and it, without it looked like preseason. A pre-season that's right. It it without like preseason week one. It was like one. the first time they met each other, right? I you mean, know, that's what a lot of these teams look like. On the parlay that you did for the Patreon, you had the Colts losing to the Jags, mm-hmm. which should have been... You, there, we should not have 
won that bet. No, uh, the Je- the Colts should have beat the Jags, but Philip Rivers, you know, all, a whole new offense, learning, understanding, you know, the Jags having something to play for, not tanking. Like it's it just you look at it and you see that they're like Tampa Bay. They looked awful. Tom Brady playing in the first time in a new offense with yeah. new weapons. Yeah, he looked atrocious. Yeah, so I think it's going to take time. Um, you know, I, there were positives, in my opinion, to take away from the game outside of David Johnson. Uh, the offense looked a lot more creative in the first half than what we've seen in years past. Uh, and, I mean, that's really about it as a far... And, and they're playing the Chiefs, who haven't really lost a They're playing the Super right? Bowl champions, yeah, right. who returned all 53 starters except for their guard, uh, who retired because he's a doctor. And, and a he, rookie running back who ran all over the place. And a rookie running back where, you know, most running backs are plug and play. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, you know, I... I don't know. It was the Chiefs. It, I think we'll learn more about this team this week. Um, there's a part of me that Bill O'Brien really didn't care about losing week one. Yeah. Uh, you know, most of our guys didn't pl- didn't practice, do padded practice. Like, J.J. didn't practice in pads the entire offseason. Last time he was in pads was in the divisional round against Kansas City. <laughs> um, so you have to wonder, like, are these guys in football shape? Yeah. Uh, and so that was like a warm-up. We'll see this week kind of what they look like and if they're more prepared. I think it'll be a very telling story for how the Texan season will go. Um this Sunday, I think we'll have a better understanding. Yeah, and you know the NFL schedule makers did them no favors, right? Chiefs, First Ravens four to start. Yeah, uh, yeah. Chiefs, we, Ravens, Steelers, Vikings. Yeah, that's 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 not great. And uh, for those of you kind of stat heads out there, for teams that go zero and two, the 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 road to the playoffs is is not very bright. Um, and it's there's a real possibility that our, you know our Houston Texans go zero and two. Well, the Texan Texans fans should be very familiar with that stat because in 2018, the Texans started zero and three, and I think it was a uh, like. 22% chance of them making the playoffs, and they ended up rattling off nine straight wins mm-hmm. and then making the playoffs. Making the playoffs, yeah. Got smoked and, in the wild card round. And but how did they start last year when they didn't make the playoffs? They made the playoffs. Oh, sorry, they year. made the playoffs, right? In law, yeah, law, yeah, yeah, it was like a you know on-off thing. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I, I think, you know, you have Deshaun Watson, shouldn't be too concerned. Offense looked, you know, like there was three new weapons on the offense. Defense is the scary part for me. Defense does not look good. There looks like there's no run defense whatsoever. Uh, but Anthony Weaver looked like he was able to make adjustments uh, from a personnel perspective, was making adjustments, adding players, taking players, which are things that we haven't seen in the past. So it's just going to take time. But, you know, I think this this week is very telling. Yeah. Uh, the fact that the that Vegas has him at six and a half is... is seven, seven some places. Six seven and a half some places yeah, yeah. Uh, is intriguing. So, so just for, to, to clear up the, the lingo, there's either seven point underdogs or six and a half point underdogs. So at six and a half point, they can lose by as many as six um, and still uh, hit the bet. At seven uh, points, seven, like a touchdown is a push. So you get your money back. You don't win. You don't win or lose. Yeah. Um, but... So, yeah, so I guess looking back at the team, I mean, look, you know, Super Bowl champs, returning all their players, great coaching staff, Texans, all new players on offense, new rookie coordinators on both sides of the ball. Yep. I don't know. We'll see. Yep, and just to round out the bets from last week and kind of how they can, we can think about them. Obviously, Houston, I had Houston on the money line, plus 350. That, that didn't work because that would have meant they, they just have to win outright. Um, you know, on the, the Patreon bets, I mentioned, you know, uh, James mentioned a bet with the uh, Jaguars. That actually hit. So that was a bright spot. Um, you know, I, I wish I had bet that solo or not connected to the Texans in a parlay, but whatever. You know, it, it hit. Um, and then the other one, I had Denver as a pick 'em. So, you know, pick 'em is essentially no spread at all. You're, you're, the, the Vegas doesn't really know one way or the other. So they're saying choose one team, winner wins. Um, Denver, though, and, and this is kind of the, the fascinating thing about lines, Denver moved all the way to plus three. 
Um, so I had them at plus three, meaning their two point loss um, actually hit the, the bet hit. So that's just a, you know, a, there's two strategies to betting the lines. One is where you think the line might be favorable, bet it on Sunday night. The, so the week, you know, for the, for the next week. So as soon as the game's over, Vegas just dumps all their, their spreads right there. Um, but if you think the line could actually move, meaning that you feel like the betters are going to load up on the other side of where you want to be, wait until Sunday morning because the, the, the Denver line moved three full points. Monday morning. In, uh, no, Sunday morning before the game starts. Oh, okay. So the last po- possible minute. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, give yourself every opportunity for, for betters to put their money in and, and Vegas to adjust their odds. And that's what hap- what's happening. We talked about it a little bit uh, last week, but what happens is as the money gets loaded up on one side – Vegas starts to get a little bit squirrely because remember they they don't care about one way or the other they just don't want a big payout so to induce and and you mentioned this a little bit last week and I was thinking about your question about like Vegas tricking you they're not really kind of tricking you to like you know get you, get your foot in the door but they do try to tempt you to bet uh, on the other side of where the money stacks so you know if everybody was betting really hard on um, last night against the, the on the Titans. Um, to get people to bet on Denver, they moved it down to plus one, so one point underdog, two point underdog, and three point underdog, which is where where it finally was. And at that point, people are saying, "Well, I like the Texans, uh, the Titans to win, but I think it's a close game. And if you're going to give me three points on Denver, I'm going to take that and uh, take that and run." Yeah. Um, so that's another kind of word to the wise on how to play the week as it re- as it relates to the spread. The spreads can move. I've seen a spread move five and a half points. That's usually with an injury or something, but five and a half points I've seen it move from uh, like the right following the. The games on, on one week to the when the games start the another. Uh, well, the I think week. when Von Miller got hurt, I think the I think the point spread moved like three and a half. Yeah, I mean, yeah, on, the Broncos, on, on top Titans of whatever game. it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. Uh, all right. So, uh, as far as recapping the game and the bets, I mean, yeah, I, I think we're I think we're good there. I mean, you, uh, another kind of interesting thing or thing to think about as you're betting is that it, this is my advice: don't get overly excited when you win. And don't get overly disappointed when you lose. You know, you can be excited and, and be a little bit pissed because that's what's driving us and why we why we obviously bet. But for people that you know that, that want to go, you know, buy a Porsche the, the day that they win a thousand dollars because that you know they feel like it's money burning in their pocket. Yep. I say slow your roll. Think about what that thousand dollars is because you're going to lose some money. Put it right back into your right back into your kitty and and you know go for it that way. Similarly, if you bet a bunch of money and you lose. Just be sanguine about it. Just say, "Hey, listen. You know, uh, today's a today's another day. It's a, tomorrow's another day, and uh, you know, I have a chance to make make my bets up in the air." Okay. All right. So let's move on to week two. Sure. Uh, talk a little bit about Texans Ravens thoughts betting perspective. Yeah. So I I'm staying away from the point spread, and I'm not going to choose the Texans on the money line. So you know, I'm not going to choose the Texans to win outright, which is what the money line means, and I'm not going to choose the Texans at either six and a half points or seven point underdogs. Again, that means that they can either win outright but, or lose by as uh, many as six points. I, I think that my guess here is that it's a pretty binary situation in that the somehow the Texans, they don't want to be too, they don't want to be 0 and 2. They, some things click and they might actually pull it out. There's always a chance, right? I don't actually think you're getting that much of a deal there. That's plus 260 for the, um, for the Texans to win. So just, you know, two and a half times your bet. So bet. $10, you get $26 uh, when, you know, the original $10, $10 bet back. I don't really think that's a good value because I think that it's clear that the Texans aren't as good a team as, as the Ravens. Right. Um, I also don't think that it's going to be that close. I think that if the Ravens have it in gear and, you know, you look at what they did last week, you look at what they did last year. I know yep. that last year they didn't have Will Fuller, um, but they still had the Texans defense that they were playing against. And I think they scored in the 30s. It was it, insane. Yeah, they scored a lot, a lot to a little. 
Um, so, you know, I, I would stay away from a, a single touchdown point spread. If it was around 10, 10 and a half, I might take a second look, but I don't think it's a good value. Okay. So what I do think is a good value is the, the over for the game. So the over right now, at least on my bookie, is sitting at 51 and a half. So if you bet the over, you bet that both teams combined would score at least 52 points. Um, you know, that is, it's, it's kind of in the middle of, of NFL over-under, so it's not, it's not crazy one way or the other. It's not very high. It's not very low. Um, but I, I think this is going to be a shootout. I mean, you've got two, just like you did last week um, uh, when they scored 54 points, um, you've got two of the top five quarterbacks in the, in the, in the league playing together in, in Deshaun and, uh, and Lamar Jackson. And I, I just think there'll be an aerial attack. And I also think that, uh, and this is what, you know, a number of big kind of top betters like Warren Sharp, I don't know if anybody follows him, but um, there's some real good data to suggest that defenses haven't caught up to offenses at this, at this point, especially without the preseason. Um, and so kind of look for a big scoring event. Um, so, you know, that, that's my one bet. I'm, I think we're going to try to kind of keep it simple, stupid this week, given that, you know, our, we're licking our wounds from last week. So I'm just going to give out one bet. I think that it's over 51 and a half points for the game. So to play devil's advocate, um, the Ravens defense is much, much, much better than the Chiefs. Mm, good point. A um, lot faster, like super fast. Um, I, I was thinking about this. So my analysis is, in my, in, in my, you know, I, I think I'm a pretty a decent kind of gambling anal- analyst, but not a very, you know, savvy or experienced football analyst. But the way I read the situation is that the, the Texans didn't actually not score because of the Chiefs' defense. The Texans didn't score because it looked like they hadn't played together for very long. Um, just you know, a lot of short passes. There were some drops. There were some short dink and dumps over the middle. So maybe you question the play calling. I just wonder how much of that was really attributable at all to the defense versus unforced errors from the Texans. And if you feel that way, even if the defense steps up or you get upgraded with the with, with the Ravens over the Chiefs, maybe you know the the Texans. Um, you know, the unforced, that, that really doesn't factor in that most of the, the reasons they, they didn't score many points last week was because of unforced errors. And by the way, they scored 20 points. It's not like they didn't score any. Yeah. I, I just, um, so I'm, I'm trying to take, I'm trying to look at it from both angles. So the defense is better, uh, a lot better. Mm-hmm. And then the, I would say the Browns defense is better than the Texans defense. The chiefs. No, 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 no. So oh, like, the, who, who the, the Ravens, Ravens played, played the Browns, sure, the Browns yeah, yesterday, yep. and I think they scored thirty-eight. Yep, thirty-eight. Yep. Um, I watched that whole game. That that Browns defense is a lot better than our defense from a pass rush perspective, specifically. So I wonder, whatever washes out, how? Yeah, like that part of it too. Yeah, I mean, if it washes out and the Ravens score thirty points, you only need the the Texans to score twenty-two more points. I mean, that's uh, you know that that's that's the scenario. Yeah. Okay. I, I just you, when I think I mentioned this on the first podcast, but I try not to look at numbers this early in the season, like what the actual number is fifty-one. You know, if it's I, I say is the is the over under high or low, and then what's my philosophy for the game? I think this is going to be an aerial attack. I think that Watson has something to prove. I think Lamar Jackson's legitimately a genius. Yeah. Um, and so we're, we're, we're just going to see a lot of pushing. Now, you know, will that or not translate into scoring? We don't know, but that's what I'm making my bet on. Okay. Okay. Awesome. All right. Uh, anything else for the week? Any anything that any other bets that you're liking right now that you want your uh – your listeners to hear? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I don't know. I guess people won't hear it in time for the uh, for, for the game seven of Clippers Denver tonight. But I, I think that that's intriguing. I think that um, I have a parlay uh, again. Not not really. See if I'm wrong because you won't be able to bet it by the time you hear this. But I have the Heat, which are slight underdogs, parlayed with the with Denver. Um, I know that's I know it's crazy to think that the Clippers might not make, no, make it all around. 
you know, I think that, it's actually a good bet. That gives you about six to one odds. So, you know, put, put a $10 bill on that and, you know, see what happens. I think the heat beating the Celtics is very real. Um, I do have the heat. If you, anybody wants to put the series on, I have the heat at plus 180. So almost two to one underdogs against the Celtics to win the series. I think that's a, that's a decent bet if you're, if you're into basketball. I would agree. I think Miami's going to beat the Celtics. I don't know if the Celtics have enough to be able to combat what Miami can do. Um, and I think Denver has played, uh, the Clippers extremely physical yeah. and has matched up with them as good as you really can, given the talent on the Clippers. So, um, yeah, I think those are both good bets. Yeah, the the for whatever reason the Clippers can't figure out the offense running through Jokic. I mean, he's just you know the fact that he can pull up and pass and do all of the good things that he does. It's it's weird how how much a one player seems like dominating that uh that series, and at least in terms of the flow of the game. Yeah, interesting. And then uh, with with the Rockets losing. Um, does, does anybody on this podcast watch basketball from now on? Yeah, probably not. <laughs> probably not. Probably not. Uh, at least you guys have a new coach coming. All yeah. right. Uh, all right. Well, uh, Kyle, thank you again for, yeah. for, for the time. And we'll catch you guys next week on uh, Texans Bets. Yeah. And please, you know, feel free to email me. Um, I think it's Kyle at TexansUnfiltered.com. Yep. Um, and, you know, I've gotten a lot of interest on the two kind of accord and people have kind of uh, just hit me up for advice telling me they appreciate the level of kind of explanation that I'm doing and I'm happy to do it. I know that for season betters is a little bit of uh, kind of going over what you already know, but I think for, for new folks getting involved with betting, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to help, but I actually like it quite a bit. Yeah. Uh, I mean, just go to the Texans unfiltered discord and go to the Texans bets channel. Um, I, I'm assuming now that you have discord, you'll probably spend a lot of time in there. If people are engaged. Yeah. No, this I, is I was a passion of yours. I was mixing it up this morning with a, a guy who, you electrical know, engineer. Yeah. Yeah. Electrical engineer who was, who I think he, he put some, put some money on uh, Denver and, and seemed to want, you know, he won, he had a parlay there. So, um, you know, I'm glad that, some of my advice, at least, is making some money for folks. Yeah, absolutely. All right, great. Well, we'll catch you guys next week. Uh, and then if you guys are a Patreon, make sure you guys look for the Patreon article and uh, uh, around the parlay for this week as well. And we'll catch you guys next week. Yeah, see ya.